Herney says they got calls, but during the, the draft, but the way things fell, everyone felt strong about staying put. Hmm. Yeah, in the podcast, I'm just going to bring up that you either have faith in rule or you don't. So That's what I – yeah, I, I agree. I will agree with that when you yeah. say it. Oh, the Raiders did a Raiders thing. Yeah, they drafted they the best wide receiver, even though they don't need one. <laughs> well, they drafted the fastest wide receiver, too. Not even the fastest like the wide receiver, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Al Davis lives on. Oh, man. I mean, he would have been good for us. I'm not going to lie. Rugs? Yeah. I would have. Wait, yeah, Rugs? I, I thought the, I I thought the they, Raiders took the lamb. I thought you said no, they, they took, took lamb, Brian. Oh my bad. I thought they no, took, they took rugs. Oh, well, they took rugs. Yeah, I would have. I would have loved to have taken rugs. That dude can play. Fast. He is fast. Welcome to the Keep Sounding Podcast. This is your NFL Draft 2020 first round edition. This is Brian, joined by Brad and John. John, how are you doing on this fine evening? I'm underwhelmed. I'd say about the same. John, uh, Brad, how are you? <laughs> I'm whelmed. Whelmed. Good. <laughs> appropriately whelmed. I am appropriately whelmed. I'm not underwhelmed or overwhelmed. I'm appropriately whelmed. So if you're listening to this podcast and you didn't get a chance to catch the draft and don't have internet access for whatever reason. Um, or didn't the read tra- the title. Or didn't read the title. <laughs> um, the Panthers drafted seventh overall after three quarterbacks were taken. So they had their pick of pretty much most of like the top prospects on defense or even offense to go with. Um, Isaiah Simmons is one that I heavily leaned on that I was I was a big fan of. Um, I know Brad and John were both also people who would, at the very least wouldn't have been opposed to that pick. Um, and instead, they drafted defensive lineman from Auburn, Derek Brown, somebody who has been mocked to the Panthers for several weeks now. So, Including by me, which I must say, I've been doing this for – this is my third draft as managing editor of Cat Scratch Reader – where I've been in charge of the writer's mock draft. This is the first time I've been right. So go me. Hey, one and three. There you go. Yeah. Hey, if I were a baseball player, I'd be hitting at a Hall of Fame level right now. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. So It really takes the pressure off you for the next year or two also. Yeah, yeah. I, I got one right. I don't have to ever get another one right again. <laughs> How baseball works right By there. By the way, before we talk about the pick, before we talk about the Panthers pick, I'm more underwhelmed, not because of the Panthers pick, but because of up until maybe nine or 10, even still up until maybe the Raiders pick, it was like, this is boring. This is exactly how every single mock draft has gone so far, which yeah, never pretty happens. Much. Pretty much. No trades, no, no trades. Like Dave I hate trades, but even I am like, why aren't there any trades? 
Yeah. No, nothing like no like Cleveland Farrell massive reaches from nowhere. It's like everybody's drafting based on Mel. Okay. Yeah. And it was <laughs> even like Tua. Like Tua wasn't super surprising. Like it was still like one of those like oh they might they might do it they might not but they yeah it was, yeah it's and Justin Herbert too like same like you know they oh, they might do it they might not but like we've been prepared for that possibly to happen so there wasn't like a surprise team who like jumped up and grabbed Justin Herbert and you're like oh look at that like the look at the moxie of that that front office like it was just yeah a whole lot of just yeah to be honest the biggest surprise was that we picked Derek Brown instead of Isaiah Simmons I mean that was the biggest surprise because in the in the writer's mock the only reason I picked Derek Brown is because somebody else had already taken Isaiah Simmons like I would have picked Simmons if he were there yeah I was really you know, I thought that's where we would go. I was really thinking we were going to hit lightning in a bottle twice with my my guy where I was like, I don't think he's going to be there, but if he's there, they're going to take him between Brian Burns and Isaiah Simmons. So when I saw Derek Brown fl- flash across the screen, I was like, all right. <laughs> but John was wrong. The Panthers didn't draft a quarterback. I was. Yeah, I was wrong. Yet. Though to be Yet. fair to John, the the, the likely candidates aside from Jordan Love were already off the board. Yeah, we, we if yeah. we were going to take a QB, it was going to be Herbert or Tua, and they were both gone. So, I, I agree with Brad that I was expecting us to take Isaiah Simmons because he seems to be like when Matt Rule talked about what he wants in his defenses. Isaiah Simmons seems to be exactly who he was describing. I think Derek Brown does fit that to an extent, but. He does. Don, not Simmons, not yeah. as much as Simmons, but he does. No, but other than that, like other than him falling past the Panthers, I think the Panthers picking Derek Brown is goes right and goes hand in hand with all the other picks just being super unsurprising. Yeah. Like uh, people like I, people thought we were gonna pick Brown because Simmons was gone, but us picking Brown like regardless of who's on the board is not surprising. Yeah, like I almost wrote, I almost wrote the "We Pick Derek Brown" article at like two o'clock this afternoon. <laughs> That's how unsurprising it was. And you really could have probably written just written like a whole Derek Brown article and a whole Isaiah Simmons article and just published whichever just one published we pick. One. I think, yeah, that, yeah, I could have. Yeah, done that. I think those are. We're probably like a ninety-five percent chance we pick one of those two guys. And see, I almost did that, but I know if I didn't, we would have traded down. Like if I did it, <laughs> or we would have taken Tua or something, and I would have had to just write a third article. And I'm yeah. not about doing that much work. So, um, <laughs> and for those people who are upset about this pick, uh, I'm going to try to allay some of your fear. Um, Matt Rule said that Joe Brady told him he was the toughest player to scheme against in the SEC last year. Oh, that's interesting. So that's I like interesting. That. I like that. That makes me feel good. Um, this was a Marty Herney and Matt Rule joint effort. They both said they wanted to pick a – you start from the defensive line and build out. Um, Rule – he has the, I want multiple players. And, you know, we've already said Brown is a multiple player. He's just multiple play- positions on the defensive line. Uh, Stephen White, who played defensive end in the NFL, says he is one of the best pass rushers he has seen since Aaron Donald. If that doesn't get you excited, I don't know what else to tell you. Um, 
So, yeah, I'm a little bummed we didn't pick Simmons because that's who I wanted, but I don't think Derek Brown is a bad player. I think part of the reason why we're all disappointed is because the last time the Panthers picked a player who wasn't really a flashy position in the first round was Vernon Butler. And Vernon Butler was a head scratcher for everybody where Derek Brown, it was not really a head scratcher. He was just more of like a, almost like an expected outcome. Like, you know, like DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, um, you know, people like that, <clears throat> they're they're fun. They're they're the kind of players where like you get to go watch highlights throughout the entire offseason and you're just excited to see him get on the field and tear shit up. Brian Burns, too. Like they're they're the flashy types of football players, where Derek Brown is not the flashy type. I mean, if you go if you look hard enough, you'll see him throwing offensive line and around, even guys from Alabama. Like, but that's not the flashy type of football you you really like like we don't most NFL fans do not watch football to watch a defensive lineman mow over an offensive lineman. They watch they watch for those touchdowns. They watch for the big plays on defense, for there's a turnover or a big hit. And that's just not where you're getting with Derek Brown. So I almost feel like that has something to do with the underwhelming quality of this pick is Carolina has had so many of the flashy type of draft picks in the first round over the last decade. So Derek Brown while not the flashiest, when you look at it, the last time Carolina really invested in their defensive line was 2013, when they drafted K1 Short and Star Latule. They still have K1 Short. They just added a guy who's a lot like Star Latule, potentially a lot better because he's a little more disruptive and can actually like get after the passer a bit more than Star did. So if you look at it from if you if you take Isaiah Simmons out of the equation, because I'm still kind of miffed about not taking him, but if you look at it outside of that, you have now you have Brian Burns, who's gonna be a really good defensive end. We all know that. We saw how good he was last year. Kwan Short's coming back until he started playing Gunner on special teams. Well, that wasn't his fault, but um, sorry. But <laughs> Kwan Short, and now you have Derek nah, Brown, who could potentially be the big space eater and disruptor for that front, along with whoever they end up lining up on defensive end on the other side, whether it's Stephen Weatherly or somebody else. Um, you've solidified the top three of your four defensive lineman positions on your defensive line, which is, as we know, the foundation to building a good defense, which I think this is more of a pick to make the defense better sooner. So... Maybe it was the right pick. I mean, it, it's gonna, it's definitely gonna make their run defense better for sure, as long as people stay healthy. So that's kind of where I'm at. I'm just looking at it from the sense of that this doesn't seem like the pick you make when you're gonna tank the next season. So it seems like Carolina's trying to be at least competitive. Yeah, exactly. That's the key word, competitive. You know, a lot of fans are mad because they're like, well, we suck. And we need more than one player. And, well, yeah, that's true. But the people in the front office don't think we suck. I mean, they you don't sign Teddy Bridgewater if you're going to tank. You don't you don't draft a defensive tackle if you're going to tank. You, you know, I don't think they're in tank mode. And I think that they they genuinely believe they can be competitive. Now, whether or not they can is yet to be determined. But they at least think they can. And I mean, 
if 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 Brown turns out to be Fletcher Cox or um, Aaron Donald or anybody of that ilk, then this pick is fine. Even if Isaiah Simmons is good, uh, you know, you can't really compare the two because they don't play the same position. But, you know, there is a scenario and a real world option that both players are really good and both teams are happy with their picks. So I don't think we should really be like mad. I mean, I'm a little bummed yeah, out because I, I wanted Simmons, but I don't think there's a there's enough there to be mad. Yeah, I think people get caught up too much in like the did we get the absolute number one best player at our pick? Um, that's obviously the ideal, but it's not it's not fair to expect that every time if you get a player that is of relative value to where you pick them then it's a successful pick like if isaiah simmons or javon kinlaw if javon kinlaw for example who just got picked as he a, just got picked by the 49 ends up being yeah the better defensive tackle but brown is like an, an all pro defensive tackle but kinlaw is like a better all pro defensive tackle like the panthers didn't mess up they still got a good player you know what i mean yeah. One other factor to consider with this too. <clears throat> I know Carolina has a lot of holes all over their their defense right now. I mean, they still need to figure out a corner opposite Dante Jackson. Even if you believe Justin Burris will be fine, they still needed. They still could probably use an edge rusher. They they maybe could use a linebacker, but regardless. Carolina's defense was the worst rushing defense in the league last year, and they were one of the worst of all time at that. So it doesn't matter how good your linebackers are if they're getting bullied by offensive guards most of the game. Yeah. And I know the argument against it is, well, it's a passing league now. And I know John is probably his Excel spreadsheets are on fire right (laughs) now, but, and it is a passing league. That's not, there's no denying that, but teams still run the football. I mean, for every Sean McVay, there's a Ron Rivera. And you do have to be able to stop both the pass and the run to win in the NFL. And I mean, it's just, you have to have a complete unit on both sides of the ball to win games consistently. And I mean, it, it, Unless he's a terrible player in the NFL, unless he is a bust, it's kind of hard to be mad. I mean, I just, you know, if he's just because you didn't want him, like just because you didn't have him on your quote unquote mock draft or big board or whatever other shit you do, it doesn't mean that they made a mistake. Just because you disagree with it doesn't mean they made a mistake. Uh, You know, now if in three years he's terrible and he doesn't get any better, then yeah, we can talk about it being a mistake. But for right now, you know, I, I just, I guess I just choose to be positive and choose to believe that he's going to be good because I don't know what's going to happen and I don't want to dwell on negativity and just be mad. I I just don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, and he he was never really like he wasn't val- he was not the kind of prospect where you saw him and you're like he's raw, you need to like coach him up a whole lot. Athletically speaking, he didn't test out the best on, on at on the combine, but 
as a defensive tackle, if you can throw defensive offensive linemen to the ground and create disruption, you know, you don't have to be running a four five forty to do that. So it, it's an underwhelming pick still. Like we're all obviously giving it our best, the, the best evaluation we can, most objective evaluation we can. Um, but in the end, this is, this is a pick where if you want to shore up the rush defense, which was the biggest flaw with Carolina last year, this is the pick you make. So here's what I'm kind of gathering from this conversation. And I think this applies to all of us. Derek Brown wasn't our top choice with who was on the board, but I, Am I safe to say he was like everybody's like number two choice? Yeah, I mean, Isaiah Simmons was my number one. And if Isaiah Simmons uh-huh. was gone, I would have either wanted Derek Brown or the best offensive tackle that was left. Yeah. So, so either it's not Burks like or Becton or, you know, one of those guys. And I mean, I would have been fine with either, either one. That's that's kind of how I feel about it too. Like it's not like the Raiders it's not last like year drafted Cleveland Farrell. You know, it's not with like we Josh picked a Allen tight end at number seven. It's not like we picked yeah. Thaddeus Moss or Clyde Edwards Hilaire or you know another wide receiver. It's not like we picked Jerry Judy when we've got twenty five wide receivers on the roster, I, or that we didn't pick you know pick Justin Love or Jordan Love. I'm sorry, not Justin Jordan Love. Derek Brown is a defensible pick to me. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, you know, that's what I mean. Like, I think everybody's always a little disappointed when they don't get their top pick, but like, I don't see anything to be mad about. Like, I Isaiah Simmons is a flashier player, like Brian was talking about with Brian Burns and stuff like that on the defensive end. Derek Brown's not going to have as fun of a highlight reel to watch, but, you know, it makes, he's obviously fills the need for the Panthers, and he is a very good player. So I don't, there's, I have no complaints. Like I said, it's just kind of like a, eh. It's a good pick, but it's not exciting, and that's yeah. not really that is it's not it's not a criticism of the pick. I think it's just a factor, like a, a function of the position Derek Brown plays. Yeah, it's like yeah. I said at the beginning of the show. I'm whelmed. The other factor that yeah. we need to, that we need to consider here as fans is that Carolina is rebuilding their defense. Like their offense might be fine the way it is. I I, I use the word might because I'm not sure about the guard positions, but their offense is like as it is, on a, on paper, pretty good. Um, yes, I think, we can I think score it, points. So, if you're trying to make a defense work with what the hell happened last year and all the players who left, as Matt Rule and Marty Herney said, you start from the interior. You start on the defensive line, and they already have some decent pieces there. Brian Burns could potentially be a really, really good defensive end. And what you just did is add another guy who's going to take attention away from him. Yeah. So that that's, that's the best thing you can do for a defense that's struggling in the secondary. I mean, we, we saw it in 2013, we had Drayton Florence, Melvin white, captain Munderlin, you know, a bunch of scrubs at cornerback, which is pretty much what Carolina is going to be going with this year. So yeah. The best way to improve your secondary play if you got a if you've got, you know, not so good secondary players is to make your offensive or your defensive front better. So this is one of those situations where they could have done all they could have done a whole bunch of different things to try and improve this defense. I feel like this is the one where they're banking on it improving it faster. 
Yeah. And yeah. now I think we should touch on this too. The only thing that really makes me even slightly mad, and I don't even think I should use the word mad, um, slightly upset or, or irritated is according to Jordan Rodriguez from the athletic, they were offered the opportunity to trade down and they didn't do it to draft Derek Brown. And I think they should have traded down. Now it also depends on where they would have gone. You know, if they would have ended up trading with like my um, Dallas or Miami at 17, 18, I think it's safe to just stay in the top 10. But if one of the teams in the 10 to 14 range wanted to move up and the Panthers could have got an extra second round pick, I think they should have taken advantage of that and done it Uh, because they could have just drafted Javon Kinlaw at 13 or whatever, instead of Brown at seven if they really wanted a defensive tackle. So that's really the only real complaint I have is that they did not trade down. Yeah. Like I think as every single reply on Twitter or cast reader or anywhere else about football will tell you trading down is typically everybody's favorite option just because it gives you more graphics to play with. And I agree with that. But like you said, it does to an extent depend on how far back you're going. Um, if there's Ken Law, but Ken Law's not the pass rusher that Brown is, right? No, not really. And Ken Law has an injury history that Brown doesn't have. Yeah. Ken Law is basically the Tua of defensive tackles. (laughs) The injury concerns are are preventing him from being the far and away best player at his position. Yeah, so I I think I think you'll hear general managers talk about the settle when like need and best player available like f- they when they fit together well and it's really hard to come off of that because if you trade down to 13 you might end up with like a bunch of mid or like mid late round first round players left that fit your team you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it might just be like jerry judy and rugs and them. it's like oh they're good players but we don't need that now we have to kind of pick between a position we don't need or a player that's kind of a reach so I can understand why it'd be very difficult for them to trade off of that pick, knowing that Derek Brown fits a an immediate need very well, and he's arguably head and shoulders above anybody else at his position in this draft. Yeah, and the other the other thing about first round picks and something that the one thing that I took away from the Ron Rivera era that I actually think makes the most sense was you draft a top first-round pick for impact. So who's going to make the biggest impact mm-hmm. for the Panthers? Would it be Derek Brown, where you kind of help shore up the, the rush defense and uh, kind of stabilize your defense? Or is it Isaiah Simmons, where he's getting bullied all the time by offensive linemen because your defensive line can't get the job done? Yeah, because you got Woodrow Hamilton playing 75% yeah. of snaps in the nose tackle. And he doesn't exist, by the way. He's, he's made up, so... <laughs> he's the uh the generic players like auto-generated players that show up in Madden yeah. <laughs> to fill out rosters when they don't have enough players yeah you get a silhouette you don't get a face yeah he's, de- so, oh, he's definitely a silhouette yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably a silhouette when he gets on the field um <laughs> the, the nice thing is that we still have the rest of the draft to go through and i know i know that there are a lot of fans out there who aren't who have chastised Marty Herney for his past mistakes in the draft. 
but there's still there's still hope. I mean, it's it's been made very clear that the Matt Rule that Matt Rule and Marty Herney both made this decision for Derek Brown. It wasn't just that Marty Herney made the final decision. This was a cohesive effort to decide who the Panthers were going to draft. So we got the second round pick, which is a pretty high pick in the second round. We got the third round, the 69th overall pick. Nice. nice. And we got the rest of, we have the rest of the draft. So it isn't like the draft ends here. So they could still add defensive backs, which I know they need to do. Um, they could tr- potentially add a guard, which we all know that you can add a guard in the third or fourth round who ends up being a pretty good guard for you. So it hasn't ended here. Um, so let's just watch and see what happens. But they could, they, for all we know, they could drop, they could knock this draft out of the park and end up with three starters and it becomes a, a success. So just hard to say at this point. Real quick, bef- yeah, before we get off, do you guys have any thoughts about our division rivals who have picked so far? Yeah, the, the, the Buccaneers traded up to take Werfs. The, the Bucks take took worse, and the Falcons just took AJ Terrell, cornerback from Clemson, and Any. the that might be a little bit of a reach, but they needed a corner, and he's the third best corner, and there have already been two corners taken, so you know what <laughs> can you the, do? As far as They're, the Bucks, the go, Falcons I mean, like... basically did what we just did, but with corner later in the draft. Yeah. I mean, and the the Bucks, they're going to be really difficult to deal with, with Brady and Gronk, and now having Werfs to protect Brady. Yeah, the Bucks' offensive line had a lot had a, a few issues last year protecting Jameis Winston. So I think that building on the offensive line to build around Brady because he's he's always at his best when he has good protection, um, as you can say for most quarterbacks, but. That makes sense, especially if they're trying to make a Super Bowl run this year. So, according to, to according to um, our athletic testing, the Falcons took a corner who has great size, great speed, good explosiveness, but poor agility. So I don't I hope, know what that means. Well, <laughs> what that means is that you yeah. line Christian McCaffrey up on him and you let him beat the brakes off him every game. Yeah. <laughs> So, 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 no major concerns really, or opinions on the picks of Werfs or uh, Terrell. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, the, the Bucks did what they had to do. They had to get a left tackle, and the Falcons. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't do know see that ESPN has Terrell as their fourth. Well, I guess he would be their sixth highest ranked cornerback. Uh, so that's a thing. That was an analytics yeah. pick to me. That was that was uh, that was them looking at the PFF grades and the uh, athletic scoring and being like, we're going to draft <laughs> this guy. Which they did that with um, oh, what was his name back a few years ago? Vic Beasley. No, it was it was a cornerback. It was one that I got flamed for. It was the same year that uh, I think it was Panthers draft. No, it wasn't Trufant. They it was a second round pick out of LSU. Let me figure out who it is. Hold on. It wasn't Kazee Jackson. Dante Jackson. No. No. Isaiah Falcons, Oliver. The Falcons drafted him. Hold on. Drafted Isaiah him. Oliver. It wasn't Isaiah Oliver. Um, Jalen Collins? Yes, Jalen Collins. <laughs> he was he was the one who who tested off. He was a very good athletic corner and he oh. he flamed out for him. 
I think it was 2015. I know we're going back that far. Yeah. I just remember him specifically because Car- because CSR fl- flamed me for trying to pick him in the first round in my mock draft, and they were right about that. So they were very right. <laughs> and they were absolutely right. I was way out of line. I'm sorry, guys. Mm-hmm. But that was pretty much what happened. He was a, a super athletic guy, but he flamed out. And agility is a bad thing to not have as a starting corner. <laughs> so <laughs> I would argue it's the most important thing. Yeah. Corner. Yeah. As far as the Bucks go, I mean, that's probably a good pick for them, but it wouldn't be the one that would put them over the top for me anyway. They already, they kind of already over the top. I think they're going to be a good team. So I'm going to really Not laugh. The Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski thing will do that. Yeah. They're going to, they're if they go seven and nine next year, I'm going to laugh my ass off. Oh, they're destined to go seven and nine. Yep. Crush Brady. He'll retire. Hmm. I hope so. But yeah. All right, I think it's time to wrap up. Yeah, it's yeah. time to wrap up. We got we got more picks to talk about. We got a whole lot more draft coming to you. Days. Yeah, we got a whole lot more draft coming to you in the next two days. But the Panthers. Yeah, we're gonna do recap shows for the the next two days. We're not gonna do a show after every single pick because that's just too much work for John, and we don't want to do that. So we're gonna do two more shows. We're gonna recap. Uh, well, maybe maybe three more, but we're gonna do the second and third round and then we'll do the rounds four through seven. And then we might do a complete draft recap slash UDFA wish list slash whatever, but I don't know yet. We might just do that on Monday. We might, might just do, just that, do that next week. week. Yeah. yeah. When but we will definitely do one after each draft night for the next two days. That sounds like a good plan yes. to me. I agree. Well, Lots of producing in my future. Yes, John. That's what we. That's what we. That's what we beat you for. So good. Um. <laughs> well, stay tuned with the draft coverage. Uh, we this, will be... just, this just in. Uh, I have to mention this because it's about Derek Brown. According to Pro Football Focus, Derek Brown did not miss a single tackle on forty-two attempts all season and had a ninety-point-six pass rushing grade. So there's Derek that. Brown. Derek Brown is Luke Keekley confirmed. Yes. We found our replacement, boys. There we go. Well, from all of us here at the Keep Sounding Podcast, this is Brian joined by Brad and John. Stay tuned for our draft coverage. We'll have plenty of it for you. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Don't touch your face. Wash your hands and wear masks everywhere. Stay tuned. We'll be in touch. See you. Later. <laughs>